Hi there, welcome and back to the three star show and we, we are hot on the trail of the Trumpy fucking going to jail. Hi, I'm like Joe Brown from Axel Lauder. For years, I worked as an insurance adjuster, and now I use those experiences jail. to help our clients fight and win against insurance companies. Trumpy motherfucking Trumpy von Schittler going to jail. So, folks, right now is a textbook moment and turning point when it comes to old Donnie, because as we've explored so many times before, he is, he's at his most unhinged and his most erratic and unpredictable in where his back is up against the wall. And right now, there's been some meat moves against him and a new analysis breaking down how every single person close to him in his life, past and present, is turning on him at record speed. It brings up the fact that he continues to put out totally unhinged videos. Videos talking about policy, if you can call it and that, but also, again, absolutely deranged interviews with other people on the far right. This man realizes that he has no facts or evidence or, you know, uh, policy, no evidence to back up his claims. And so he puts himself in a situation where he spouts nonsense and fearmongers as a way of trying to regain power so he can avoid prison. Let's start with some coverage here because it really outlines how the walls are breaking down around Trump. And he can't blame the left. He can't blame progressives. He can only blame the people that know him best of all. The revelations about Mike Pence are completely predictable that the special counsel would want to speak to him. Uh, I think that Jack Smith and his team are understandably trying to get information from every possible source before they make the momentous decision about a possible indictment of a former president. Mike Pence, obviously, arguably witness one right at the center of this would have very direct information, uh, and understandably, he's stepping to Mike Pence, to the president's children. Uh, he's going to turn over every rock, or at least try to, before a final decision is made. We had a guest on a couple of weeks ago who said, uh, just dismiss the entire January 6th uh, committee. Uh, just, oh, it's just political. What do you say to people who say such a thing? Well, yeah, uh, it was an attack on the United States Capitol, uh, not a politically motivated investigation. It was a bipartisan investigation, very unusual on Capitol. We had Republican members. We didn't have a majority and a minority. And all of our witnesses, literally every person who had material information, was someone who was in the Trump administration and the Trump campaign. Uh, can, Trump can, can you just underline that again for me? Just stop again right there, because in most of these committees that we see. You'll have Democrats bring on liberals, you have Republicans bring on conservatives, and they've been fighting these ideological wars for years. So you're just sitting there going, okay, I know what that person's going to say. I know what that person's going to say. I want you to underline again the fact that every single person that delivered damning testimony on what Donald Trump did January the 6th was a Trumper and so we have to set this up to establish the mindset. Donald Trump is in ultra-paranoid mode right now. The guy's always been paranoid. Even when things in relative terms were going well for Trump, uh, he was always paranoid that somebody was trying to profit off his success, to steal his success and credit for all of the things he supposedly achieved. I don't know if there's any real Trump achievements. But you get what I'm saying. Perceived achievements. 
But when things are going especially badly, he's trying to blame these, like, the, the Marxists trying to take him down. But every single person that's either voluntarily gone against him or is being hauled in to go against him are his friends, his family, his staff, his colleagues, his aides. There's no excuse here. And it's in this mindset that he sits down earlier this afternoon for one of the most disgusting interviews he ever gives. Guys, he is spewing just absolute bile here, front to back. And he starts again with hypocrisy with regard to what happened in Ohio. Boot Edge Edge, you know, was supposed to say Boot Edge Edge. He was supposed to be there, and uh, he decided not to come. And he came the next day, and he played to very small crowds. Nobody yeah. cared. It was too late. I mean, he should have been there on day one. Not uh, weeks after this event happened. It was a very horrific event, actually. And so, like, that's nuts, right? Because, look, here's the thing. You can honestly feel that Pete should have gone there earlier. But it's not what's normally done. We've talked about this. Even Fox has admitted it. It is not standard protocol for the Department of the, the, the Secretary of, of, of Transportation to visit accidents like this. Yes, even major ones. Even when there are you know, fatalities, a visit doesn't happen, but there were no direct fatalities here. And the point is also that when Trump was president, when he was literally president, neither he nor Chow, his secretary of transportation at the time, actually went to things like this. They didn't do it. So if you're not going to send people to these things, and you're not going to, you know, he's clearly trying to score points. But then it goes from hypocritical to grossly irresponsible as he tries to baselessly bat around some conspiracy theories. When you go so, to the uh, Nord Stream pipeline, which you did shut down, Biden opened up, now there's yeah. uh, some reporting that says we blew it up. Biden did a covert mission and blew it up. Do you believe that? <laughs> Well, it could have been us, and it could have been uh, it could have been Ukraine, and it could have been some third party country that wants to see that wants to see trouble. The one group it wasn't is Russia. You know, they blame Russia for, for doing it. This was a main is a main source of massive income to them. They didn't blow, blow it up to make a point. That's the one thing I can tell you for sure. Remember when it first happened? They yeah. said Russia did it. You know, Russia always says Russia, Russia, and yeah, Russia, I lived for years Russia. with that where. Uh, everything gets blamed on Russia, gets blamed on you. These the people handlers. are sick, I'm telling you. But it could have been. It could have been working in conjunction with Ukraine because Ukraine has total dominance over the United States, total dominance. I mean, mm. we've given them probably $150 billion, and Europe has given them almost nothing. And so you can see there, there they're just talking about, oh, like a pipeline got destroyed. I wonder who could have done it. Do you think that America could have maybe done it? And he just says, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. Like, it's that's irresponsible. The only way an ex-president should handle a question like that, where we have literally no evidence, like, enough to establish who did it, like, is to say we, we shouldn't comment on a story of this kind of sensitivity until we have more evidence. Like, this is why Joe Biden, when, when he was asked, like, you trust Donald Trump with security clearance after office, because sometimes former presidents do maintain certain levels of clearance because, you know, their expertise is respected. And he said no, and this, this is the reason why. But this is a family that could very well be compromised, because why are they allowing this to happen with respect to China? At the same time, the ultimate sin is taking place. And I learned this when I was a young student studying history. Never let 
China and Russia unify, yeah. and we have let them unify. We forced them into yeah. a unification, yeah. and that's the most dangerous thing that can happen to our country. Trump is just willing to spread the most heinous BS, just absolutely crazy stuff. And it only gets worse here, guys, as he goes on and says, you know, things about Biden supposedly allowing China and Russia to unify. Should we be sending more money, more arms? Now they're talking about planes. Should we be doing this? Well, we're going to end up in World War Three. That's one thing that's going to happen. And I've been sort of saying that for a long time now. The saddest part about the war is that this is a war that should have never happened. Okay, so On the next episode of TV Dad. So Maybe try switching your car insurance to Progressive. You could save hundreds. It's a great idea, TV Dad. Listen to your TV Dad. Privacy switch and save with Progressive. Save nearly $700. So now it happened. Uh, now you have to get people in the room. You have to knock heads, and you have to get it done. So, and that would mean that would mean saying things to Putin and saying things to Zelensky that they're not going to want to hear, and right. getting them into a room and getting it done. People are dying by the thousands. You know, Glenn, when I see the reports that they knocked down a city, you know, these cities are being leveled. There's not a building standing in a lot of these cities. I've seen pictures that maybe other people don't get to see. Maybe they do, but they're Take a look at the newspaper. When they have a topographical picture of a city, right. there's a one building standing. It's incredible. And then they say uh, one person died and three people were injured. No, no. Many people died. Right. Many people were badly injured. And we're not getting the true facts about what's happening in so, this world. Like, there's, there's, no, there's no historical knowledge there by Trump. He likes to think, oh, you know, I know history and stuff. The reality is... That a U.S. president can't really control how two massive countries that border one another maintain their relationships, right? Like, look, you can be happy or sad with the fact that there's cooperation sometimes between Russia and China, even though their government systems are actually quite different, and the ideological leanings of Russia and China are not as similar as, like, certain American sources would lead you to believe. But the point is, they're either going to be friends or they're not, and Biden or Trump isn't really going to stop that. And giving Putin what he wants in Ukraine, which is Trump's solution, isn't going to solve it either. It's just going to be a stronger Russia that maybe, because it's stronger, China would have a greater desire to be friends with it. A weakened pariah destroyed Russia who lost this war badly and was unstable because you threw Putin out and you brought in like a pro-democracy guy. All of that would make it less likely to see Russia-China cooperation. So if you want to see those nations be at odds with one another because you feel it's good for the U.S. geopolitical interests, then a strong Russia with a strong dictator isn't what you want. You want Putin to lose this war. But then it gets again here, where Trump is openly siding with the Putin narrative. Again, this is the man, you can, this is the man who, you know, it's no surprise that a few months ago there was like a Russian spy hanging out at Trump's house who's been, you know, talked about this, there's been talks about Russian spies riddling through Mar-a-Lago. The guy spreads these narratives. You can be pro or against the conflict, but the idea that the only way to prevent 
quote-unquote World War III is to give the aggressor of the conflict exactly what they want is asinine. There's no guarantee that would stop anything. There is no guarantee because all that might lead to is another country being invaded. I'm not going to make comparisons between Putin and the man from Germany in the 1930s, but there were some people that thought if you just gave him what he wanted a few times, he would stop and be like, my belly's full, I'm done invading countries. And he did it again and again and again. Appeasement doesn't necessarily work, but what it does do is feed into the narratives. And then it gets just off the walls, because Trump, after this interview, posted another one of his videos that is front to back one of the most insane, nonsensical, destructive things ever. I'm very proud that as president, I issued a historic rule banning Wall Street and employers from pouring your 401ks, pensions, and retirement accounts into so-called ESG or environmental, social, and governance investments for political reasons, strictly for political reasons. These people are sick. These poorly performing woke financial scams are radical left garbage that would never be funded on their own and certainly never be funded on their own merits. The entire ESG scheme is designed to funnel your retirement money to the maniacs of the radical left. The rule we issued under my leadership was the first ESG ban anywhere in the world. And I'm delighted that Republicans in Congress and across the country have been waking up to this threat and following my lead. Unfortunately, Joe Biden gutted my ESG rule, and now his Department of Labor has declared that fund managers can play politics with our seniors, hard-earned savings, and play it they are. Biden has already crushed your 401ks. If you take a look at the 401ks, when I was there, they were going like a rocket ship straight up, and now they're going like that rocket ship is crashing. Pensions and retirement accounts with this radicalism and incompetence. They're going down and they're going down big and it's nobody's seen anything like it. With his action and with this action, he's trying to use your money to fund fringe left-wing causes at your expense. You're paying the price for all of this. It's destroying our country. When I'm back in the White House, I will sign an executive order and with Congress's support, a law to keep politics away from America's retirement accounts forever. I will demand that funds invest your money to help you, not them, but to help you, not to help the radical left communists, because that's exactly what we are. I will once again protect our seniors just like I did before from the woke left. This is the small government party, guys. This is the party that wants to basically ban any investments that say C is quote-unquote woke. And they say it's because, oh, we don't want investments doing anything but profiting off, you know, helping the people profit. But the reality is conservatives are the ones doing all the banning. They're the ones banning books. They're the ones banning certain companies from doing business if they don't have the correct line on Israel and these sorts of things. Fundamentally... All of this is dangerous and destructive and disturbing. Donald Trump's words are only going to get crazier, guys, as prison looms closer and closer. And whether it's on foreign policy or domestic policy, he takes the position that hurts America and Americans most of all. Don't buy solar panels. Seriously. There is a very deep reason why you're saying this. If you're thinking about buying solar panels, 
The U.S. government will literally buy them for you if you take 60 seconds to answer a few questions below. Hi there. Could the U.S. be shooting down UFOs or something worse? Billy Carson, streamed two days ago. text message uh, for everyone who um, didn't really get it, and so the text message has gone out, I've got everything ready to go, and welcome to the show, it's going to be a great show tonight, we're going to be talking about uh, these UFOs that have been getting shot down, aka balloons and other probe type devices, and what we really, really, we want to ask yourself a question, well the question really is, what are these things? Um, why are they, why is this happening now? And what are some of the possibilities of where they could be from or who made them? So we're going to dig deep into that tonight and go over all that good stuff. Thank you, everyone. I see everybody filling up in the chat room. Everybody in the chat room is great. Appreciate you. I see people coming in from all over the world. Amazing. Amazing. I saw the Philippines. Uh, just now. Let me see where everybody's at in the chat. Tell me where you're from in the chat. Let me see where you guys are from. Uh, somebody said, get me on your ship. <laughs> Listen, as soon as that thing is ready, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm going to Mars, but I'll be back. Oh, wow. How do I? They're from Mars. I already know. <laughs> Chicago, Las Vegas, Nevada, Indiana, Berkeley, California, Mississippi, Michigan. Come here, darling. Right. How you doing? Iowa, population 209. Okay, wow. Amazing. Come here, snowflake. Washington. Cleveland, Texas. Beautiful, baby. Michigan. Mm-hmm. Oakland, Cali, Pittsburgh. Right. Beautiful. Crazy. Thanks for joining us tonight. Canada's in the house. It's going to be a great talk tonight. Matt Hood, Vincent Boca. What's up, Matt? You're my neighbor. It's going to be a great talk. So, now... You know, obviously, we've been uh, seeing these things happening on the news. Um, we've, we've been hearing about the balloons being shot down. Uh, and what's interesting is, this is for me, as long as I've been alive, I've never heard of this type of activity. I've never heard of F-22s getting activated to go shoot down aerial balloons. And so this struck me as very, very interesting. So I started digging a little bit deeper into these to see what in the world could be going on. 
And the more I dug deeper into it, the more I realized it could be a couple of agendas actually running concurrently. In other words, it's not just one thing that's happening, it's potentially many things happening or several things happening at once, kind of all coalescing at the same time uh, and, and you know, giving us this, uh, this eerie feeling that something could be going awry, something could be going missing. So I think that we all know about what's going on with China and Taiwan. If you don't know, China wants to do Taiwan what Russia is doing to the Right, so you know, we have talked about the whole Russian-Ukraine situation. It's all about a big money grab, you know. Putin wants to basically um, steal those resources because his country's uh, running out of resources. Even though he's a billionaire off of oil, a lot of deals have gone bad. A lot of situations have, have dropped. Dropped. If he can capture that Ukrainian dollar and enslave those people with taxes and steal their resources. It can literally steal the riches of an entire country. See, for these people, being a billionaire is just not enough anymore. <laughs> it's all about how much power can you obtain before you die. And so that's what that whole thing is a big money grab. Same thing going on between China and Taiwan. It's a big money grab. They want to get that money. They want to steal the riches of an entire country, right? Taiwan is booming. They've got a great te technological uh, history. They're advancing, they're growing fast, they're building fast. They've got a great sports program. They've got their own pro, uh, pro sports program. As, as a matter of fact, several big-time NBA players play for Taiwan right now. Dwight Howard and a few others. I think they won a championship already. And so they got all this stuff going on, right? And China, is right next door. They want to go ahead and steal those resources that they've got. They want to take all the riches. They want to take those people's wages added to their uh, their bottom line, you know, profit off of those people, steal them and, and make money and also wield their power over them. On top of that, steal their technological resources and add it to theirs. And so you're looking at the same exact situation that, that Russia is doing to the Ukraine. It's the same thing China is trying to do to Taiwan. And it's causing a lot of tensions around the world. It's messing with all the stock markets. It's messing with real estate markets. It's messing with crypto markets. You know what I'm saying? They're just messing with everything. Uh, because the problem we have in this world is these people that have taken positions of power have the illusion within their own minds that they, uh, that they have the right to rule over people and men, and they have the right to torture them. And, uh, but what's funny is every time they call for a war, you never see them on the front line. Right? You don't see... Uh, Putin running to the front line in this Ukraine battle. He's not out there going, come on, men, follow me. <laughs> you don't see the president running out to be the first man on the ground to go against Taiwan. When the U.S. goes and invades all these third world countries to bring them democracy, you don't see the president who called the order, who gave the approval for the order, and and anyone else in the military, the generals and so forth, and the admirals, you don't see them running out front going, hey, come on, follow me, young man, to your death. I'll lead the way. <laughs> People with the $10,000 suits on never get their fingernails dirty. People with the $10,000 suits on never get their fingernails dirty. Now, before we go on, I, I, I have an idea. 
What if, so hypothesis, hypothesis now, what if, in order to go to war, the leader of the country that ordered the war and their entire first line of their family, in other words, their, their children and their wife, got to hit the ground first. They got to hit the ground first. I wonder how many wars there would actually be. I wonder if we would have any more wars. If the person who ordered the war knew that him and his family, whether they're women or men, doesn't matter. They got to hit the ground first. They got to be on the front line. And it pops off. I wonder if there'd be any more wars. Man, I, I, you know, I just something tells me it just probably wouldn't happen. <laughs> it just probably wouldn't happen. Just like police brutality. Every time a cop commits one of these egregious acts against another human being, if the mayor and the sheriff, because you know those are his bosses, right? The mayor and the sheriff. If the mayor and the sheriff lost their entire pension huh. because of one bad apple, huh. how long do you think it would be before there'd be no more bad apples? <laughs> how long do you think it'd be? See, there's easy solutions to these problems. Simple solutions to these problems. Nobody wants to jump on it. If the boss loses his entire net, you know, his nest egg, everything he's been working for for his entire career because somebody he hired screwed up, I guarantee you it will never happen again because the mayor and the sheriff will so let you know when you that? get hired. If you screw up, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> That's what they would tell the hired deputy. That's what they would tell the new hire. If you screw this up, you got to worry about us. And you'll never see another problem. Cops will go ahead and be just regular old cops. You know? Go out there and help people and try to do the best they can. And if they capture a suspect, they would take the suspect in nicely and gently and bring him to his cell. Let the court system do the rest of the work. These are the types of rules we got to, you know, create in this world. Yeah. I tell you, sometimes when I watch that X-Men uh, movie with Thanos, I tell you, man, he, just, he didn't know how to use the power, but he had the right idea. But he just didn't know how to target that power that he had with that glove. You give me that glove with them with them doggone gems on it. I'm a target that glove. It's gonna be it's gonna be a target, and and magically people will begin to disappear, and it'll be the people that wear suits. You know the suits that when they tell you, I'm sorry, not suits but uniforms. And when the guy in the suit tells you, the guy in the uniform to go kill all these people, they won't they won't they won't exist anymore. They'll be gone. That was the right idea. We got to get rid of these agents that work for the Matrix. I work for Agent Smith. These people that put on these uniforms and run out there and just do whatever they're told without questioning it. And then they go home and kiss their babies and enough to wipe out a civilization. Babies. But anyway, that's a whole other podcast. So, we're talking about... You know, these, these, these objects that have been flying around. I've been taking a look at them. There's one in particular that was uh, coming through. I saw it in USA Today. Now I'm looking over my camera here. So if you see me looking up, I'm looking over the camera. Uh, there's been quite a few of these spy balloons spotted. And they've been getting shot down. All right. The U.S. military on Sunday shot down yet another unidentified flying object in North American airspace. 
the fourth in three days, raising additional questions about where the objects are coming from and putting President Joe Biden in a tough spot politically. Well, President Joe Biden's already in a tough spot because the guy can't read, write. He's a complete ignorant person. All these polytricksters, they're, you know, don't have the, they don't have the greatest IQs. They just know how to rule people because they've got people above them telling them what strings to pull, and they listen, and they're good on take. They're, you know, so that's a whole other podcast. That's why I don't believe in these poly tricksters. But I'm going to go ahead and run this video right quick, this little clip about one of these particular balloons, and let's see what they have to say about it. Chinese spy balloon flew over the United States before being shot down by an F-22 U.S. warplane off the coast of South Carolina. The U.S. Navy recovered the debris from a 200-foot-tall vessel to examine its capabilities and the potential intelligence it gathered along its journey at 65,000 feet. What kind of information could this spy balloon have collected? Let's start by looking at the path it took. Well, we know that it started entered the United States, the Aleutian Islands, and then it flew over parts of Alaska, re-entered the United States, From Russia. Idaho, it went over Montana, where <laughs> Air Force bases, and other sites that have nuclear missiles. Surmised from other sightings of it over Kansas, that it probably went over Nebraska as well, where the Strategic Air Command So, yeah, we, you know, and I've seen some comments in, in the chat, in the live chat, you know, saying Joe Biden has a law degree. Well, I mean, okay. Well, yeah, so do I. <laughs> I mean, we're not talking about book sense. We're talking about common sense. This is what these polytricksters are lacking. Anytime a person can achieve a level of education that these people have been literally given with their silver spoons, in most cases, and then take part in destroying the planet on a global scale, take part in uh, egregious acts against other human beings on a global scale. We're talking about people that have no common sense. We're talking about people that literally are living for the day. They're living for the moment. Joe Biden and all these other rich polytricksters and all these other corporation, Fortune 500, multi-billion dollar corporations that poison the oceans and everything else. These people live for now. They don't live for later. They're worried about how how much can they collect How much can they steal from the system? How much resources can they rob from the planet to enrich and empower themselves for now and let the people of the future worry about what happens later? See, all the big oilers like the, 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 uh, you know, 
the people that uh, what is this guy's name? Um, Bush, the Bushes, the Bush family, right? You got uh, Jeb Bush and George Bush and, and and George Bush Senior and Junior and all this and and all these people and the grandfather, right? The grandfather worked for the thought. Nazis. The grandfather used the U.S. bank. The Bush grandfather used U.S. Yep. banks to fund He's Hitler. Right. Facts. Look it up. Right. And then you have uh, uh, George Bush Sr., who was the head of the CIA and made the actual order to put a hit on who? JFK. Facts. Look it up. So, so we're dealing with people here that that are absolutely ruthless people. There is no such thing as a Democrat or a Republican. Let me tell you that again. There is no such thing as a Democrat or Republican. The only thing that does exist it's a group of elite oligarchs that torture men, women, and children worldwide. Yeah. And as soon as you understand that, the better you understand your place in the world that we're living in right now. And the quicker you can understand what you need to be on is the side of sovereignty. That's the side you need to be on. All sheep are led to slaughter. Left wing, right wing. I don't care what tunnel you walk down, your head's going to get chopped off at the end of that tunnel. Every four years... I go to the voting line and guess who I put in the, on the list. Myself. I take the blank ballot and write my name in and put my name in the box because I'm the president. Me, I am the president. <laughs> and you need to become your own president. Stop voting and putting your faith and in, in, in hopes into all these people out there on the outside. Start putting faith in yourself. I have the ultimate belief and faith in me, in my own self, in my own powers. And I execute those powers on a daily basis. I don't care who's running this and who's running that, and who's got this law and that law. I'm going to maneuver and do what I got to do the way I'm going to do it because me, I'm the president, period. And that's the way I walk around everywhere I go. But my chest popped out, my head popped up, letting people know I'm in charge. I'm in charge of me and my life and my family, period. And when you get that kind of mindset, that's when your life is going to change. But as long as you keep giving your powers away to these people and having faith in these people, Mm, you're not going to really truthfully live the true fulfillment of life that you really wish you had. Anyway, so like I was saying, you see that the balloon meandered through uh, and across its covered missile bases. So, of course, what we're talking about here, obviously, is a situation where we're dealing with um, UFOs, not UFOs. We're dealing with things that we created. They're not UFOs. They're, they're identified objects, right? The things that we ourselves have actually created. So we know exactly what they are, and it's not a mystery. Now, what's interesting is the size of these things. I don't know if you can imagine that these things are so big. Talking about objects, uh, these balloons, being 200 feet and having a, a piece on the bottom of them that's the size of a, you know, an airliner have uh, to house all their technology, a 200-foot balloon. So we're talking about the fact that they weren't even trying to hide this thing. They knew eventually it would get shot down. It was just a matter of how soon, how much information can they gather in the process of trying to cover the ground. So there's two things. One thing is the balloon. There's something else we're going to talk about later that was that was captured up there and shot down and has been recovered. And that's something totally different. It's not a balloon. Right. And so let me see if I can add this slide in here real quick. And so what we're talking about is uh, the fact that China is bold enough to launch this spy satellite, send it all across the Americas, North Americas, the Atlantic all the way to the West Coast, 
over all the military bases <laughs> and transmitting information in real time via satellite uplink, most likely. So that, well, wait, if it gets shot down, we already got all of our data in real time, but it doesn't really matter. We captured a lot of information. I know some, some people were saying, well, why wouldn't they just put this, uh, you know, why wouldn't they just use a spy satellite? You see, it's very hard to just use a spy satellite because just like we have secure airspace over the Earth, we also have secure space over the planet itself. And so the United States being the leader in space and aerospace and space weapons, we have literally dominated and taken control of the space above our country and other countries as well. The reason why the United States can win virtually any war is because they have control of space. Whoever controls space controls the planet. And our power will not be relinquished until we give up the ability to control space. When there is a rival in space that dominates and takes over uh, you know, our space and, 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 and beat, defeats us in this space race and is able to put up more satellites that is able to, do, to dominate us through space technologies, and we will fall. That's what it is, right? <clears throat> RJ says, let me make myself a little more clear. I'm not questioning you. I'm questioning the incident. What if the test to see if we're ready for disclosure? Good. That's a good one. That's a great question. You're not, that, 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 I understand what you're saying. I'm going to get to that as well. That's really part nice. of my thing that I'm talking about today, actually. Right? And so, if you want to, you know, if you look at the Iraq war, how did America, you know, literally decimate in an entire country it was all through satellite technology guided guided drones through satellite technology guided missiles everything is guided by satellite even though it's launched from jets and it's launched from drones and everything else and the drones are flown by satellite so it's a fly by wire satellite based system you have to in order to do that you have to dominate space above earth right we're talking about the stratosphere and above and so that's what we do that's what we have right so this is one of the ones that was shot down here. Remnants of a large balloon shot down by an F-22 fighter off the coast of South Carolina. Now, the thing about this, F-22 is the first kill at that altitude for an F-22. And this is the first time something like this has ever happened, you know, at least since I've been alive. Now, let's look at the possibilities. These are alien vehicles among us. These are China-made devices used for surveillance, or, or these are a mix they wouldn't of be able to shoot it, shoot it and down. also alien probes. Now let's look at let's Billy think about this third one for a second because uh, there were some other devices, right? There were some other devices that were shot down, and they were not balloons. This has just happened a few days ago. They were uh, very strangely. My point is, if they were able to shoot it down, it wasn't a UFO shaped. According to the U.S. military, it didn't have wings, a cockpit, a fuselage, metallic in nature, totally not balloons, according to the, the general. And so if they weren't, then what the hell were these at 60,000 and 40,000 feet? What were they? Those were also shot down. So it starts to make you think, okay, the balloons we understand, old-fashioned technology, a 200-foot-tall balloon, with this huge device at the bottom or all the technology inside of it and transmitting probably to some type of a secure satellite link, transmitting it back to home base, telling them what we see. This is what they've got out here at these flights. 
a flight is where a nuclear silo well, could the nuclear US be silos shooting down located. UFOs or so something they probably worse. flew over the nuclear flights and were looking for different positions of different armory and so forth that we had here in the United States, right? Just to get some images so they can update their database. Not that they were going to do anything right now, but this is a database update mission, really is all it is. Because the information they had is probably from the 1960s. So now it's time to update it. All right, so they, they achieved their goal. They achieved their mission. They got their data. They got their new images and everything else and their video clips and so forth, right? All the movements of our military and everything else across secure space. So what in the hell came up at those altitudes that didn't have wings? That didn't I'm going to share this and write a few comments. Uh... have a cockpit they say they were unmanned how would they know they were unmanned i'm not really sure how they would know that they would be unmanned but they call ah, them unmanned and uh more shaped like gigantic rectangles that were shot down pretty interesting so they kind of address it a little bit and then they go back to the balloons check out this clip no offense but if you still think that investing in real estate is the best right, way to no make ads, passive income, man. I'm sorry, but you've got it wrong. You see, every month... I have a few things to talk about up top, and then we'll get right to your questions. Uh, so first of all, to add to information already provided earlier by the White House... At the direction of the President of the United States, fighter aircraft assigned to U.S. Northern Command successfully took down a high-altitude airborne object off the northern coast of Alaska at 1.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today, 
within U.S. sovereign airspace over U.S. territorial water. On February 9, North American Aerospace Defense Command detected an object on ground radar. Further in oh, it's the object now. using fighter aircraft. The object Shit. was flying at an altitude gonna... of 40. Where can it go? <laughs> What's up? What's up? Billy Carson here, aka Forbidden Knowledge. I'm All right, everybody. We're here with the Forbidden Updates. I'm here with Elizabeth Hookstra. Yes, yes. It's been a while since we've done this, guys. It's been months, months, but we have some really, really great updates for you tonight. So um, we haven't been doing as much updates because there's no active rays as of right now. Um, and then there's still no active rays as of right now. So, um, but we do want to keep you guys informed of what's going on with the company. I've been getting a ton of emails. Um, so we just wanted to make sure that everybody knows what's going on. Yes. And we are live on uh, Facebook, Billy Carson, Facebook, Billy C. Carson, verified business page, Anunnaki history business page. Can y'all hear us? Can you hear us? Yeah. Can y'all hear us? I just got a text that we, we can hear. Sound, sound looks good. Yes, yes. Let us know you can hear us. Please, please. Let's see here. Settings. Let me just check the settings right quick. Audio. Testing, testing. Looks good to me. Looks good, looks good. How come? Yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you. you. Okay. Okay, great. Just making sure. <laughs> So we're live on Facebook, Anunnaki History page, business page, Verified Business Page, Forbidden Knowledge. We're live on YouTube. We are live on Coach Carson Verified Twitter account. And we're also live on Forbidden Knowledge Verified Twitter account. And we're also live down here. I didn't forget about you guys. What's up, Pirelli? What up, though? <laughs> we're down on what Instagram up, <laughs> down here. Down? So if you see me look down from time to time, uh, we're live on Instagram. So we're live pretty much everywhere. We are simulcasting. What's up, Coach Balfour? Coach Balfour's in the house. Yeah, he's book got a coming book out. coming out very yeah. soon. We were going to touch on that tonight, Coach yeah, Balfour. We're going to touch on that tonight. <laughs> we're talking about a business book coming out for business financing. I'm sharing right now. Business, so it's going to be an incredible book coming very soon. Yes. Just on Absolutely. networking. All right, Liz. So let's go down the checklist of these forbidden updates for everybody. Yes, yes. We wrote a little checklist to make sure we stay on point tonight yeah. because we have a ton of very, very exciting yeah. announcements. Correct. Um, first and foremost, we want to let everybody know what is going on with the company as far as 
investors go because we have over 5,000 investors. That's right. Excuse my voice, you guys. I was speaking real loud earlier today, so I've kind of lost my voice. So excuse me if I sound a little raspy. I think it's kind of sexy. <laughs> thousand feet and posed a reasonable threat to the uh -huh. safety of civilian flight. U.S. Northern Command is beginning recovery operations now. U.S. Northern Command's Alaska Command coordinated the operation with assistance from the Alaska Air National Guard, uh, Federal Aviation Administration, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. We have no further details about the object at this time, including any description of it. Read that thing about the Netherlands. If you die and have no next of kin friends or family to attend your funeral, they will send a poet who shall read a custom poem for you at your funeral so that you won't be alone that day. Wow. Ah, oh, dang it, kitty. Do you have to? Yes, you do. Okay, um, what's up with the capabilities, purpose, or origin? The object was about the size of a small plane. car, so not similar in size or shape. Okay. to the high-altitude surveillance balloon that was taken down off the coast. Hey, Chihuahua, Teresa, what the hell are you doing? Okay, it's live right now, and, um, forbidden updates, yeah. It's kind of a little boring. Point entanglement. That's why yeah. channeling works. Your brain is making connections it doesn't normally make. When you first signed up, you, it was an automatic digital signature by you as well. Uh, and then that you hold on to that. Then we're going to fast forward. Now we go into round two. In round two of the race, which happened about uh, close to five months after, four months after, of, uh, we went through another evaluation period. And our pre-money valuation there. went to oh. $30 million because the company had grown incrementally. Yes. Always a good uh, sign. Always a good sign. Yes. Very good sign. <laughs> yes. Uh, the company had produced more content. Uh, revenue went up uh, across the board for all the different things underneath the Forbidden Knowledge okay. umbrella. And so I'm shares were then came to... out with a value of a dollar fifty. Okay. Well, I'm going to go back to this other one about um, about aliens. It's more interesting. To business, yeah, it's not my okay. Go back, Trista. Okay, um, manifest virtual forbidden consciousness awards. Uh oh, 
No, I'm having a hard time to find it. Fuck! Two days ago. Oh, man. Fuck. Where is it? I mean, it must be on Facebook. Unless I didn't see my comments. Okay. What is that noise? Reached seven people. Uh, Christopher Governor in the last seven days. Billy Carson. Happy birthday to his fiance. This lady. Wow, what a couple. What a power couple. Not why would wow. What? Um Um Okay, good for you. I think he's more handsome. I think she's had some plastic surgery to have that done. But, damn. Yeah, she's fine. Very, he's, I think he's more handsome than she is. Beautiful. Shit, why can't I find the fucking... It was posted two days ago. Fuck. How do I get to my history? <laughs> YouTube. Oh, man. Uh. Yikes. Ancient tablets. November 1, 2022. Ancient tablets uncover proof of mysterious astronaut gods. Well, shit, that sounds great, too. <laughs> Let's go for it. Getting lots of eye contact. Paris. Sure, this is going well. Just wish I knew what she was thinking. Huh. Billy Carson, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming here. Thank you. You are one of the most fascinating people to follow on Instagram. The videos, all the things that you that you look into and talk about are just so, I mean, out there. A lot of it's really out there for me, but it's it's just so fascinating. Three months I've, ago, I've often fallen down. This is on concrete with a K. 
uh, YouTube channel. They have 604K um, followers, and it's called Ancient Tablets Uncovered Proof of Mysterious Astronaut Gods, Billy Carson. Many rabbit holes watching your videos and wow. following your content. Thank you, man. How did you get into <laughs> all this stuff? You know, it's a real amazing story. Uh, we were living in New York. I was born in and uh, my parents you know, were having some issues there. My father was uh, having some, some issues with drugs. And they decided, you know, they had a great idea. Let's move to Miami. Queens <laughs> 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 end up down there. Yeah, so they went to the cocaine cowboy capital. <laughs> and uh, we get to Miami. And we live in, we're living in, in the hood, in the ghetto. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hardcore back then, too. Like, we lived in the little triangle part of Opelaka, which was the steel gate that they put around the city to keep it on the inside. Wow. Uh, and as you know, there's an Opelaka airport now. Movie with uh, Mark and uh, Will Smith, uh, Bad Boys. Yeah. Bad Boys. Oh, yeah. Bad Boys 2 or something. They used that airport uh, in, in the movie. But anyway, I, I would go outside because back in the 70s, right? 1977, there's no uh, cable TV, there's no cell phones, no, no screens to look at, no tablets or anything. You go outside and you play. I'm outside looking at the airplanes go over, just observing how long it took for them to go from horizon to horizon. Like, you know, that was like the exciting thing of the day back then. Because we couldn't go and play out in the neighborhood because it, it was so much crime and killing them. We could only either play in the backyard or in the front yard, and we couldn't leave the gate parameter left or right. If we pass that, we get in trouble. Uh, so I'm out there watching, and I see this object go across. Seconds, not minutes. It literally just, and I'm, I know I saw it. I'm like, I know I just saw something, but it was more of an oval, almost like an egg. It didn't have wings, a cockpit, didn't have a tail fin, didn't have anything that looked like a plane. And I'm just looking, 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 I'm searching, I'm scanning the sky for this thing, and it comes back. But this time when it comes back, it's lower. It's about maybe now, I can estimate, about 200 meters above my head, and it's completely silent, and it stops. It comes to an immediate stop, and then it just stays there for like three or four seconds, and it just takes off the way that it came in. And I was blown away. I was like, what did I just see? Now, back then, the world war above didn't exist for me. Flying saucer didn't exist. Aliens didn't even exist. All I knew was I saw something that was an airplane. So the next day, I went to my school, Rainbow Park Elementary. We lived four, four, yeah, four, and five And he read all about school. aviation. I've I heard this story. And so my teacher, my dad wants me to report. And my dad always made me... <laughs> so it's from the library because I'm researching something. She sent me to the library. I get the Encyclopedia Britannica on aerospace. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at swept delta wings. I'm looking at all these different types of uh, projects that we had for planes between the United States, Russia, submarine uh, missiles that were sent from the ocean. I'm trying to find wherever I could see, and I saw nothing close to what I saw in my backyard. And that started with me. First, no way. So that's what sparked this that's whole thing. How old were you? Seven years old. I had just turned seven. You know what's crazy too is there's a there, there's a lot of reports of UFO sightings in your schools. Yeah. I think there's most of them in your schools. And I'm sure you're familiar with the Zimbabwe. Or was it? No. Where was that? There, there was an Africa. 
It was in South Africa. There's one in Russia by a school. Yeah. But just, you're right. There's by schools a lot. There's one famous one I was just talking to a guy about uh, that happened in Africa. I'm forgetting the name of the actual name of the school, but there was a actual like a whole report of beings coming out of the craft and like telepathically communicating with the kids. Yeah. In broad daylight. In broad daylight. I yeah. Remember that. And there's many, many yeah. um, accounts of UFO sightings near schools. Yeah. Um. You said you were seven years old? Eight years old? Seven. So what was life like growing up down there? That's pretty tough. I mean, I could remember seeing the uh, the yellow chalk, you know, in the the streets, you know, people getting shot, killed, stabbed, coming home, and and, uh, the cops would be all around because uh, somebody stabbed somebody. The neighbor would drop the neighbor. (laughs)